this talk with a very familiar story to kind of um, set the tone maybe for the way I want to, uh, what we're talking about here with the Holy Spirit. And uh, the story is a very familiar story about the cobbler that was prompted one evening, he had a dream that Jesus would come the next day on Christmas. Christ was coming to his humble shop. Christmas morning, he got up early and went to the woods to gather green burrows and decorate his shop for the great guest. He laid out a fine wooden cape and some blankets to give the Lord. He lit a fire, set out bread, meat, and put a kettle on, the, on to boil. All morning he waited. Then a feeble old man came to the door asking to rest. The cobbler invited him in and sit and rest by the fire, where he gave him the old man hot tea and cakes. When he left, the cobbler gave him a package for his, for his best bread and meat. The day became afternoon and, and saw a wounded soldier his feet wrapped in bloody rags, limping slowly down the street. The cobbler called and invited him into his shop. He bathed the soldier's feet, wrapped them in clean clothes. He, then he gave him the grateful soldier the sturdiest shoes in the shop. When the soldier left, there was new strength in his step. As evening approached, the cobbler became more discouraged. Just then, a woman walked by, shivering, and crying, crying, carrying a baby in her arms. The cobbler called to her asking what was wrong. Oh, sir, she said, my husband died of fever, so I couldn't pay the rent. The landlord put us out of our home, and I'm traveling to the next town to stay with my husband's parents. But it's so far, I'm so hungry. My baby is so cold. The cobbler brought her in to share his dinner with her. He took the wooden cape and the blankets and set them aside for Christ, gave them to the woman and kept <clears throat> her and her baby warm. Then he, then he hitched up his horse and cart and drove the woman to the next town. It, it was very late and Christmas was almost over when he finally got home. Sure, that had meant he missed Christ. He cried out, why, Lord, why did you not come? Why was I so unworthy? You know, um, that's a story I think most of us know and have heard many, many times. But when we talk of the Holy Spirit and when we talk of worshiping God and when we talk about worshiping um, him through his spirit, Sometimes we feel like it's just at our fingertips, but not quite there. And then when we experience it, it's gone. Um, so tonight our subject is on the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and so who is the Holy Spirit? Who are we trying to listen to? If we look at the Trinity, the Trinity is made up of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, if you look at if you look at um, something that is single and not three dimensional, which we have with the Trinity, 
the Father is what? Invisible, right? So we have the Father, and when you have something that's single-dimensional, it is 100% invisible. When we have something that's two-dimensional, the Father and Jesus, now what do you have? Something flat, but something that you can see, right? What, what do you have when you have something that's three-dimensional? You can see it, you can feel it, you can step into it. Okay? So, the Holy Spirit, Jesus gave us, God gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can step into his presence, so that we can feel him, so that he can dwell with him. Um, give me some response. What are some names of the Holy Spirit in the Bible? That the Bible gives us? Comforter? Comforter? I can go down through real quick. Um, the Holy Spirit is life in Romans 8. The Holy Spirit is grace in Hebrews. The Holy Spirit is prophecy in Revelation. The Holy Spirit is truth in John. The Holy Spirit is holiness in Romans. The Holy Spirit the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Ephesians, the spirit of justice and judgment in Isaiah, the spirit of fire and burning in Isaiah, and the spirit of glory in Peter. So going on or thinking a little bit of the story, what then is the Holy Spirit? What are you trying to listen to? The title is Listening to the Holy Spirit. So what are you trying to listen to? Listen to God, right? But how do you do that? Um, let's turn to John 14. And we're going to look at the passage that uh, Jesus talked to the disciples and gave the disciples... Um, when he talked to them very directly about the Holy Spirit coming to them. And this is a great passage because this passage, um, the disciples <clears throat> very much kind of freaked out at what Jesus was telling them. Um, John 14, 1 to 20. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I if it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there, may, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, what are you talking about? We don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye would have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, 
show us the Father. And it's, and it's okay. We'll be okay. And Jesus said unto him, have I, have, you, have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? And he saith, and he has seen me, has seen the Father, and how saith thou then, show us the Father? Believe that, <clears throat> believe thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? And he goes on, I'm going to jump down to verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that ye may abide, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but he but ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless, and I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall also live. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. What did Jesus promise them when they freaked out that, that he was leaving? He would send a comforter. Now, I'm going to be a little harder on the disciples a little bit, maybe. But during this time, even after this time, the disciples were worrying about who was going to be first in the kingdom. They were worried about, um, even they got their mom involved at one point in time and, you know, thought that they that, you know, her two sons were definitely best here in this case. And, um, yeah, in Luke 9, they, they argued about uh, who was going to be the greatest, and Jesus gave them the, uh, the lesson of the child. Um, Peter denied Jesus three times, said, I don't even know the man. What? What happened when Jesus sent them the comforter? What happened? What made the difference? If we turn to Acts 2, um, verse 4, we see a totally different group of disciples. We don't see disciples that are trying to figure out who's going to be greatest. We don't even see um, Peter trying to figure out what why Jesus isn't picking on John, we don't see uh, disciples denying them. We see them, what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Um, and they were bold. And um, later on in the chapter, um, Peter gets up and stays in verse 14, standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said, Ye men of Judea, all that dwell in Jerusalem, be it known unto you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing but it is the third hour of the day. And he goes on and preaches his big um, salvation message there. So what... 
What or how do we listen to the Holy Spirit? God gave us his spirit to live within us. We don't debate that. How do we listen to him? I guess that was my assignment tonight, and you're all sitting here wondering, okay, then answer the question. I'm not sure if I can give you the, uh, a good, clear answer, because, um, and so we're going we're gonna to look in the Old Testament, and we're going to try to find a good, clear answer to the question of how do we listen to the Holy Spirit? Um, or I'm going to back up and say, why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Why do you think God gave us the Holy Spirit? We just read in, in Luke uh, why he gave us, uh, he, sent him a, he said, send him the Holy Spirit for a comforter. But if we look in the Old Testament, why did the Holy Spirit come on, on people in the Old Testament? To do his will. Um, and even more. To reveal himself. To empower them for work. That's kind of what I was looking at. They're all right. Oh, your answers are all right. But in the Old Testament, um, whenever the Holy Spirit would, would come on a person, it was for something big that was going to happen, right? So did God change his way when he, uh, when he came on the church or when he, uh, when he started dwelling within believers? Did he start just doing small things? Or is he expecting big things from us? I'm going to say that God didn't change. God indwelled within us because he wants, what? What did he tell the disciples? Even greater things you're going to do because I'm going to leave. So God very much, um, the Holy Spirit would bring the Holy Spirit on people um, in the Old Testament. Now, there's a couple unique things about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we want that I want to look at, and that is um, one of the cases where God indwelt in the Old Testament was the story of Samuel. I mean, of Saul, King Saul. What did God do when, when um, Samuel anointed King Saul? What? The Spirit of the Lord dwelt in Saul, and he was very much a successful leader. But in, um, in 1 Samuel 10, it, or 1 Samuel 16, um, there's a very, very glim or very, very bleak description of Saul when it says and when the spirit left Saul Saul became a miserable man when the spirit was in Saul Saul was successful and did his will when Saul no longer listened to the spirit 
the spirit left Saul and Saul became miserable. Now, what's our subject tonight? Listening to the Holy Spirit, right? When Saul quit listening to the Holy Spirit, what did the Holy Spirit do? Left him. When we quit listening to the Holy Spirit, what will it do in our hearts? We'll be on our own. Where God has given us a comforter, God has given us his spirit to just show us the way. Now, we're going to have, time's getting away from me really fast. Um, my question is, how do you know if you're listening to the right spirit? Okay. So I heard a very interesting testimony this past weekend from a friend of mine who said that um, after his conversion, he was called to go to North Carolina for a term of service. And um, he felt that like he should go. And three Christian brothers walked, to him, uh, walked up to him at three different times, not knowing that the other one had and told him that these should go to three different places. Is that right or wrong? Why does the, how do we know sometimes what the Lord is calling us to do? Um, how about the story of 1 Kings 13, where the young prophet goes and... Um, and cries out to the image that, what is it, uh, that um, Jeroboam or whatever had set up. And uh, the young prophet was very clearly instructed to go home what? Another way, not stop, not, not eat, not do whatever. And the older prophet comes along and interrupts his way. And the young prophet went and did what? Listened. Balaam cried out to God, what? Didn't get the right answer, so he cried out to God again. Didn't get the right answer, so he cried out to God again and got what? Got what he wanted, right? If we want to listen to the Holy Spirit, we can't just ask and ask and ask until we get the right answer. But we need to, listen, we need to cry out to God and ask him for direction, and he will give it to us. Let's be careful that it that it does. Let's turn to John fourteen. I'm John four. First John four one to six. Marlon um, referred to it. Does it line up with scripture? Now, if I'm asking God for direction, and I'm asking God to lead me in a way, in what I'm uh, in something today. Um, and I might ask God, you know, where, where does he want me to go in life or something like that? Um, I'm probably not going to find that in, in a verse in scripture, right? Or am I? You're, you're grinning there, Marlon. What's your answer? 
Maybe. Okay? So when, when our churches um, started, a, started their outreach in Pittsburgh, in Trogger, wherever, we didn't necessarily go and see in the Bible and say, yeah, we should go to Pittsburgh, right? So God uses a lot of different people, a lot of different ways. And so, uh, yes, the Bible very clearly tells us in 1 John 4, 1 to 6, it says, Behold, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye that the spirit of God and every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in, come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children. I have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, How do you know what you're listening to, the spirit that you're listening, that prompt that you're hearing is the right spirit? You have peace. I, I don't think we have a problem trying to identify what is right and wrong out there. I think where I was sometimes we're challenged is how do we know what the spirit is moving in our hearts? We have a couple minutes here to finish up. How do we know? I'm with... Peace of God will rule in our hearts by the crowd of many witnesses, too. Get counsel. Not just because you don't like the counsel, don't be a Balaam and go get somebody else until you hear the right one and say, okay, I got it. Okay? But you want to listen to what God has said. God, I'm here to say, God's not here to be just beyond us. God's here to live within us and give us peace.
And so God is here to give us peace. But I will say, one of the, one of the phrases that I really, really struggle with when people say these, and, and there's a lot of people that try to um, make their words sound very spiritual when they say, well, the Spirit told me to, and they give their answer. Well, if the Spirit told you that this was supposed to happen or this is the way it's supposed to be, then apparently you just laid the trump card out. I better not say anything because I'm going against the Spirit, right? I think we very much quench a dialogue and Christian brother brotherhood when we try to say, well, the Spirit told me, and blah, blah, blah. I think the best um, advice that I could give us for listening to the Spirit is our spirits are all, it is one Spirit, not many. And so together they will complement each other. John talked a lot about the brotherhood, being together as a group of believers. If we want to listen to the Spirit, we want to make sure that we're following the Spirit, let's make sure that it's in tandem with what's happening in our church community around us. At the same time, just because God has called and maybe very, very emphatically called you, Joseph, to do one thing, doesn't mean that that's what he's calling me to do. But that doesn't put us in enmity against each other. It puts us together if we can support each other. So let's not get twisted with our thing of listening to the Spirit and making sure that we know exactly what it is. God calls us in a still small voice. God sometimes might seem like he's out there and can't, we can't touch him. We can't see him. We can see, we can see Christ. We can experience him because of his Holy Spirit within us. But God doesn't want our lives to be questionable. God wants us to live in a solid foundation because his Holy Spirit is living within us. Let's pray. Thanks, God, for this group here this evening. God, just thanks for the Holy Spirit that you've given us in our lives. You've indwelt within us to comfort us, to show us the way. God, just help us as we go on throughout life. God, just help us to be sensitive to the prompting and leading of your Spirit, that we can be the people that you want us to be. God, just thanks for being God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I should have told you to stand since you need to stand to be dismissed, but you're dismissed.